Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good morning, traders. Are you guys ready for pre-market prep? We got another action-packed show for you guys. Of course, there might be a little bit of a rant out there. We'll talk about, was this a bottoming action? Elon putting it on pending. Do you guys see any spam bots out there? Guys, report these out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, today, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Affirm Earnings. We'll get into Hood. And we got CC Lagathar, CEO, uh, co-founder of Options AI. We're going to get into, of course, some options actions. Stay tuned, guys. We got a great show for you. And hit the like, of course. We need a record likes. Let's go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's go ahead. Let's bring in the one, the only, Joe Alconin. What's going on? And of course, my man, Dennis Day. Triple D. What's up? What's going All on? All right, guys? let's run down the futures. We're What's on up? 56 and a half handles at 39.83 and a half. Everyone listened to the At the Close show yesterday and bought the market. And they read Dennis's tweet earlier in the day. I got to give him credit where credit's due. Uh, man, there's no resistance up here, folks. I I'd be lying to you if I gave you a daily high before 4050. But I, I don't think we're going to rally another 70 handles, at least not in this environment. But uh, crude's up a buck 72 at 107.86. Gold, who needs gold? Down 1230, 18.1240. Silver muddling in a 20 handle, down 7 cents at 20.70. Bitcoin risked on up 1950 at 30,535. And Ethereum futures, they're up $161 at 21.0850. Let's make it triple D. Triple D, I have a Yo. question for you. Yes. Should I take my victory lap now 
or should I take it later? What's your victory lap for? I mean, who was all over the Elon Musk Twitter deal for the exact day that the deal was done? I'm well, going to post it. You sold I, up there. Genius sale. Genius. That was the easiest investment decision of my entire life. Yes. I sold half of my stake at 55. I said, oh, you got to keep it, right? Wrote it down to 35. You get a gift like that. Boom. I think I got 51 and a half. And so my question is, um, do I take my victory lap now or should I take it later? Not only did I say that, but I said Musk. His stock was at a thousand bucks. Now it's at seven fifty. You yeah, think it's got? You called all that for sure. Yeah. Do you think? And it's we called on this show Twitter together. Box. We called on this show together that the risk reward at fifty fifty one was definitely not there to be long because we knew Musk is a loose cannon, and you know what? He just could just do something like this. I mean, this is yeah. unprecedented for you know coming to negotiate a deal and then just publicly tweet out, "I don't like these things. I don't know about this." I mean. I don't like these fake accounts. I mean, this is a ridiculous excuse to try to like back off a little bit on this deal here. And he's backing off a little bit. He might back off the whole thing. So I have said before, obviously there's still risk garbs that are going to be giving it, you know, the potential this deal could get done at 54.20. Risk reward is starting to set up more even now. At 40, at 50, the other day is just dumb. Like if you're buying it up 50, trying to get the last four bucks with Musk as your buyer, I think that's the dumb money. That has been proven correct. It is off the lows here, though. As soon as the bots see anything, show the chart, Twitter, um, you know, as soon as the bots see something like that, they hit first, ask questions later. They hit it really low because the deal is not off the table. It's just got potential, some hiccups here, and it might be off the table. So you got to reevaluate. 54.20 is your upside. It's 40 bucks. Your downside, I've said it's going under $30 if he pulls the deal entirely. And I still believe that because the market is in a different place than it was when this deal was announced. So that's why, you know, it's back to where right now, $40, where it was pre-deal. But all these stocks have really been beat up. So I think if they pull the deal, Twitter's under 30 So you got $10 downside probably now, but $14 upside. So it's probably priced where it should be. I well, think what about 50, the bots? I mean, have I been, like all those people that get under <laughs> your skin, Dennis, those are bots. Those are bots. <laughs> Just trying to, to, I mean, now the he's bots talking are making about fun it. of my hair. Too. That's the so, hair indicator. You know, man, so listen, you know what? I, um, I want, we're going to take a break. I got break. my playoff beard going to Oilers, baby. We're, we're going to take a break. Everyone's going to read my article. Okay. And then everyone, uh, the thousand people here are going to put in the chat. Great call, Joel. And then we're going to continue with the show. So I'm just I'm going to go on mute here for a minute, and I'm going to take what my. What about dick. me? I gave the no, 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 no. You did right. I don't. Think... You just talked about risk reward. I'm not letting I mean... you take credit for this. <laughs> I made and money Mitch on bought this. It. Mitch I made bought money it on, on this, guys. Mitch bought it on technicals and Spencer. Oh my gosh, Spencer! I made money on this. I'm going to do my. I'm going to do my victory lap. right back. Hell yeah, Dennis. Holy so here crap. we go. I want to be a thousand. I don't know how you made money on the long side of this thing. But... You buy it at forty six and you sell it at forty nine. <laughs> and you get out before the must. Tweet. And you get out before the must. Tweet. <laughs> Joel's left. He's gone. He's gone. Joel's He's just... upset. Look at that, guys. Look, look what we did. He's just gone. Empty chair, Joel. Now. Empty chair, Joel. Well, <laughs> anyways, good call, Joel. We'll give you that. Well, everybody, let's bow down to Joel. Let's bow down.
I, I'm not getting a lot of credit. I think I did call the same thing too, but I'm going to take. Look, you know, look at the love. Look at the. I'll love, take a little though. victory lap on this one, but it's still unknown. I'm just setting up. I've, I've done risk arbitrage for 20 years, so I'm just setting up what my thought process is as a risk Joel arbitrager. Just retired, says Ms. Whitehorse. <laughs> He's gone. He's, He's gone. gone. He's back. gone from us, man. Look at that. Look, look, empty chair, man. Empty, empty chair, chair okay let's cheer him back on maybe he'll come on for the grand finale don't you start cheering let's when you cheer and they come out for the encore let's go, encore for let's another go. twitter call encore joel 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 what's he got joel what you got there what you got there blurry now yeah what you got there man blurry man i just i just Twitter's trying to shut you down and We're I shutting you down. Twitter's shutting you down, man, for everything you just said bad about them. Hold on, Joel. We, we need your camera to catch up with you. Yeah, what's going on with that? That's kind of funky there. Twitter's trying it? to shut you down, man. They're it's trying to rug to pull you. Up. He's starting to look normal again. <laughs> there you go. What, what was that cup? We need to see that cup again because we couldn't uh, see it before. I still can't really. It's blurry. Oh, there you go. Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Go yeah. blue. Elon go didn't blue. go to Michigan, did he? <laughs> I, no, he couldn't get in. <laughs> he got denied. Yeah, got denied. the Costco coffee, you know, it's great. But uh, anyways, let, let's uh, let's talk about how smart Dennis is. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go to it. Um, my man taking a shot yesterday morning, and uh, I'll ask the question: Did we get a technical bounce, or was that the bottom? I don't know. It's to be determined, but we were due. We kept saying for a couple of days that eventually we're going to bounce here, but you kind of felt it. I mean, you've got these talking heads on CNBC, like literally yesterday afternoon talking about, well, we haven't seen the VIX spike yet. So I haven't seen, you know, any type of capitulation. I'm like, this guy's an idiot. I'm like, let's look yesterday morning. Maybe you haven't seen in spy, but you sure as hell have seen capitulatory selling and all of those arc names, which we said yesterday morning on the show, which we you know talked about and which I tweeted out at 9.45 yesterday morning. Follow me, me on Twitter if you want more updates at Triple D Trader. But when you get stocks that are just going down relentlessly, like I used Square as an example on the show yesterday, and it goes from 100 to $68 in a week. When you see Coinbase fall from $150 to $40 in a week, there's capitulatory selling going on and some stuff. Don't kid yourself. There was some washouts happening yesterday morning and even the day before. It's maybe not all in one whoosh, but yesterday really felt like, okay, they're just completely done with this. It's been too easy for the shorts. So was that the bottom? Nobody knows the answer to that question. Was that a bottom in the ARC names? Apparently so. I mean, you've got stocks that are up 30, 40, 50% from the lows they had yesterday morning. So, I mean, there, there was an opportunity. I did put some of my cash to work. I bought my long-term portfolio from 52% cash to 42% cash. I bought, I think, five or six stocks yesterday. Some growthy names, but more, I'm still at a reasonable price. You know me. I'm not jumping in ARKK long-term because I just don't you know, go with that trading strategy. Would I put it on for a trade long? on pullbacks right now but i mean this is the market that we're in it was massively oversold some of these names now does that mean s p's have to follow suit they are so far but i don't know if that was the bottom but there was a lot of pessimism and i think you could have you know i think you could have a little rally here for the next week or two yes Uh, a a couple things here um first of all both Dan Ives and Gene Monster were wrong on the Twitter deal. And, you know, I really love and respect <laughs> Gene. Okay. So I'm going to be a Wall Street analyst. 
shut your camera back. Whatever you did when you left and came back is like now. Really? Yeah, your audio is choppy. Your camera is choppy. Maybe unplug internet. your camera and plug it back in or something. Uh, Let's try. Let's try. You know what? Should I? Do if I you let, need let to, me... close the window and then just reopen up. Yeah. Come back okay. in here. Yeah, come back in. I'll Leave us and come back to us. Because they didn't like your bragging. So, we gotta so get well, I'll, I'll at least give a comment so you can kind of add to what you just talked about, Dennis. So yeah. was this more a dash for trash oh, yeah. or did we see some actual like higher quality names also get that rally too? You, you're seeing the higher quality names play catch up today. Yesterday, you didn't see that. You saw the dash for trash, the mm -hmm. short covering. And to, and to this point is you made a good point in saying, well, I was just short covering yesterday. But I will tell you, and you know, I've been trading for 22 years. I will tell you that every single time you have capitulation the first buyers are the shorts do you want to know why because when you have capitulatory selling and nobody in the whole world is willing to bid for the stock the short person they will they want to lock in they're profiting they're exiting their trade it is always your short squeeze that brings you know that that starts a capitulatory bottom we saw a short squeeze absolutely yesterday morning we've seen this before though in the arc names but it was absolutely vicious it was more vicious than any of these other days i mean just to go into coinbase which everybody had to throw out they couldn't stop selling like, get me out this thing's a zero and yesterday morning after already having the bad news it goes down another like 25 percent all the way down kissing almost 40 dollars. then what happens around 9 45 buyers you know the shorts are like okay let's bring it in and then it starts going they're like oh, oh now we're rallying the shorts start squeezing a bit we went from 45 40 40 dollars and 83 cents to 60 dollars in about an hour on coin that's almost a 50 percent yeah. rally from the lows intraday on no news just the bounce the squeeze and the bounce and then there was a plethora of other kathy names that did the same thing i mean square 65 to 75 in about an hour. GME was going up so much that it halted three times. <laughs> it goes from 78 to $108 in a matter of 20 minutes. I mean, Speaking they started at 90s. So if you don't think it was a short squeeze, that's a short squeeze there, man. On GME, yeah. there's still some people who are shorting that <laughs> thing, thinking it's going back down, and they were squeezing the daylights out of them yesterday after 945. So I tweeted it out. You can go back and look at my tweet. I think on some of these names, we've seen a short-term bottom. I don't know on the overall market because one thing to consider too is this all started with growth a year and a half ago, back in February. The big guns didn't really start selling off till significantly after that. So you could have a bottom in growth and you could still see S&P start leaking because the S&P hasn't had the problems that the rest of the market has. I mean, the S&P is down what, 17 or 18% from the highs. Not nearly, like some of these, like Kathy names are down 70, 80, 90%. So they're all oversold. Does that mean I'm investing in them and putting them in my long-term portfolio? No, but I think if you've been sitting on 100% cash, I think it's time on pullbacks, not on rips today, on pullbacks, which yesterday you had the nice pullback. Big pullback, yeah. I even tweeted out, I was like, like trying to like, just basically, you know, just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like feed you guys here. I'm like, okay, now we just had a 20 handle pullback here. I'm nibbling into some stocks. 
So I can give you the list if you want to know what I bought. Before you do that, we also had some capitulation. Capitulations just when, like, you know, people just give up. And they they did on those things. Well, not only those. I mean, look what they did to Apple, Dennis. I mean, have you ever seen three days, 15 points like Apple? Microsoft. I mean, this thing took out 270. I thought it was going to 250. I didn't think it would do it in three days. Uh, Google's been washing out. That's kind of been a slow leak. Um, Amazon got really close. I just, I looked at Amazon and you have an opportunity. You're getting a whole reset on Amazon here, right? The April low of COVID, okay, was right here. So, you know, we've, we complained that when the market was going up, that it was just these individual stocks and they were holding the market up, they were holding the market up and then they flushed them down the toilet. And that's the capitulation is just when everyone just says, I can't take the pain anymore. Sell it down to 140 and sell, you know, Microsoft down to 250. And, and, you know, that's what you saw. So now if these, you know, these things are getting a bounce and I'm not looking for these stocks just to blast up. What I'd like to see is I'm just stabilize and just kind of hang in there. Stop going down for a bit. Stop going down. Get okay. people thinking. Get yep. people a little more FOMO in there. There's been no FOMO for the last couple of days. Joel, I agree. To your point on Apple, it's a fantastic example. Apple lost 10% in two days mm-hmm. on no news. When yeah. the hell has Apple lost 10% on two days and no news? So if you're looking, and this is a lesson, we're going to do a lot of teaching here today. But if you're on, you know, if you're looking for capitulation in the VIX. If you're looking for capitulation in these other signals, you're looking in the wrong place. You find capitulation. Mr. Talking Head on CNBC yesterday afternoon who said, we haven't seen anything close to capitulation, is looking in the wrong place. He cites the VIX. Well, the VIX has already been elevated. The VIX is a little bit of a lagging indicator, to be honest with you. Um, You got to look at price. You look at price action. You read the tape. I've made my living for 22 years reading the tape. It felt capitulatory yesterday morning. Could I be wrong? Absolutely could be wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm reading it wrong. But I have 22 years of experience. I might be reading it right, too. It felt capitulatory, the selling yesterday morning at 9.45. It opened the stocks. They puked them for 15 minutes. And then it was seller exhaustion. They were done selling. And then they had the wicked rally. And then what happens? Okay, you get the rally, the rally but people start selling again because they haven't you know, seen. You know, they, They've been rewarded so many times for just selling every rep. So we started to leak, to leak, to leak, to leak. But now they come in today and they're like, oh, crap, where'd this come from? Writing was on the wall, though. Writing was on the wall when all those Kathy names were holding up yesterday afternoon. So despite the S&Ps actually going down and making a new low on the move after 9.45, ARKK didn't even come close. Bring up ARKK because it's a, right it's been the one that's been killed the most. So it's going to be the one that's going to give you a signal first. 35.61 up to $40. Then it could not get down. It couldn't even come close to that opening low, Joel, despite the spy making new lows. And then it right. starts to go up at the end of the day again. You could see the names starting to want to come in to the higher risk names. The money was starting to come into the higher risk names in the afternoon. It was these stocks were holding up. And there's so many examples. I mean, Carvana, CVNA, it goes from 28 to 45 five in that first 15 minutes or and then you know or in 20 minutes and then it pulls back but it wasn't even close to getting back down to where it was beyond meat they all threw it out there with the bad earnings report which was deserved should beyond meat be you know is it a zero it might be it's not one that i'm going to put in my long-term portfolio but definitely had a bounce i mean definitely had capitulatory selling to 
everybody's definition volume spike washing out after you know trending down and then the boom and then the bounce that looks like capitulation to me so, I want to. I just want to illustrate, Dennis, for you. Um, you know, for you know, sometimes we have new people to the show, and what I'm showing here is this is a 60 minute chart, and I, and I encourage all of you just, you know, I know you like those some tick charts and minute charts and five minute charts. If if you're good at those things, you know, that's that's fine. Stick with them. You know, looking at the hourly, I think can you know at least glance at the hourly. This is the washout. Well, first of all. The, the different colors here, you see the purple in the, what, cyan or whatever? That's the after hours in the pre-market trading, all right? So yep. when it goes to green and red, that's when you start the regular session. And this is what Dennis is talking about. This is the first hour of the market where you had the washout. And probably would, if I go down to 15 minutes, it's even probably closer. So this is this is what it did. The market came down and made a new low. But this didn't even made a higher low here. It came down a little bit. And then this is how you finish the session. And then once again, right here, when it goes back to the cyan, that is the that starts after the hours, after so. hours of four o'clock. So I, for you new people out there, I just wanted to know what you were looking at. I Mitch, we talked, what did we talk about? 40 yesterday? Um, cause there was a couple tops of 40 and I said, you know what, it's going to come in above that. And then, you know, then, oh, do you put your bid at 40 and wait for the pullback? So that's yeah. what I'd look for. No double top. If it gets a pullback to 40 today, uh, I'd love to see it and maybe risk down to and, the closing price. Yeah. Wow. I would be a buyer of pullbacks on these names. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming in and chasing something up a hundred handles. We just rallied a hundred points basically since three o'clock yesterday. So you got to watch. There'll be yeah. more people that will be disbelievers here and they may be right. But you know, now what you have is a tradable those... bottom though. And I'm that's sure. And so Mitch on the other side, and that's fine. We'll just talk in a second and give yeah. you a case. But I just want to say you have a tradable bottom. If for whatever reason, we're wrong. We'll know we're wrong. How are we going to know we're wrong? Those lows will get taken out. Perfect. So those that's, lows that's get taken out. You got to dump all that stuff. So if yeah. you want to chase, you now know where your out is. You know, and Unity Software, which I actually would be a buyer on a pullback, twenty nine oh nine. Now it's thirty seven. <laughs> so that's an eight point. You know, that's a lot of heat you got to take. But if you come in here, maybe get some disbelievers, bring mm -hmm. it in a little bit, maybe get a 33. Okay, I can stomach a 10% loss in that thing. So look at where the low is. That's going to be your out on all of these trades. And that's for Apple. That's for all of them. If we're putting out the theory, and all trading is is theorizing. Nobody knows anything. We're just putting out a theory that we may have potentially seen a short-term bottom yesterday morning at 945. That's the theory. How you play it? is you're buying pullbacks and then you're getting out if those stocks make new lows. That is your contingency plan. If they don't make new lows, good times for all. So, Mitch, um, give me your reason Phil. why you don't think this is the bottom. Holy or I, a bottom. They're telling me to let you speak. I'm, I haven't even spoken yet. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so my biggest thing is just asking, what do we need to see today to give us confidence that, yes, this is the bottom? You've got to see buyers actually coming in and, you know, you're seeing it already. So, so far, so good, but you got to see the rallies hold. You can't see like all of a sudden, you know, Fed speak. And this is another good point too, is some bad things were said by Jerome Powell last night after hours. Which we didn't even comment did. on. Yep. And it knocked the S&P down 20 handles. I was buying that dip because I already have the theory that I think the low is in and being rewarded handsomely for it here this morning. Um, but you look, 
at um, you know, Jerome Powell's comments from last night. And do you have yeah. them, Mitch? Yeah, we can them? talk about that. Uh, the no soft landing. Um, yeah. We could definitely talk a, a little bit about what happened with Powell. And um, he, he pretty much just kind of gave both sides of the coin, right? Um, I mean, this, this happens often. He said that there's no sure thing that inflation is going to be coming down here. And then he also stated how, um, of course, that there's a path to getting it down from here. So I, I think, he, you know, there is no exact answer. But what I think everyone's holding on to is everyone was talking about the soft landing, right? Yeah. And he specifically said no soft landing. Yeah. It, so, he said that it's going to be difficult for them to have a soft landing and the yeah, market got hammered. There's no, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that he can give a soft landing. I don't and, think he can. I still think we're going to recession. I'm not taking recession off the table. I'm just saying mm -hmm. on the, some of these growthy names, I think I have a tradable bottom. You know, I don't think recession is coming tomorrow. I don't think it's coming next week. I think later this year, it's going to get ugly again. I do think we can maybe take out those lows. I'm not saying we have the bottom. I'm saying I have a tradable bottom here now, though. So where maybe we get a few weeks of reprieve, maybe we get one of these little quiet little 30% rallies on some of these. You know, we have had an Eric names in one day, but you get a pullback here. I mean, and, you know, maybe the Qs, you know, maybe Apple can get back up to the 155. Maybe there's some, maybe there's some money here. And, and Apple's not one I would pick on because it hasn't been hit hard enough. It really wasn't one of these, you know, growthy names. I'd pick more on some of these really beaten down names that are simply way oversold. You know, the shorts have maybe overstayed their welcome. And I think there could be a little rude awakening there. Upstart $25 to $35 in two days here now. Again, hard to chase it because I don't want to take it all the way down to 25. But, you know, if you do get a pullback in the next day or two, have your shopping list. You'll get more pullbacks. I'm um, not chasing. I'm still not chasing. I mean, it may, be, it may be today's, you know, not the day. I mean, I like Mitch, you said, you know, is there, you know, something today, right? For exactly. me, like, there's nothing like today, for, I mean, in the S&P that, you know, will give me confirmation. I, I would okay. I would much rather see, you know, us fade a little bit, you know, okay. and back and fill and maybe, you know, give back, you know, some of these gains can't today. can't make new lows, though, now. That's yeah, oh yeah, do. but that that's a hundred. We could. Wow, and that we would could. be we a could. big hole in the theory. Okay, yeah. we don't want new lows. Yeah, definitely yeah. don't want new lows. I mean, yeah, if lows. we had that new puts lows, a big hole in the we... theory that we made a low. Is leadership <laughs> that lows. would be is leadership what we're looking for? Because I even saw like Apple, it didn't really close. I mean, it wasn't looking the strongest, and neither was Microsoft at the close. Now they're looking a little bit better, but do we need the leadership to come back? You we need that to, to hold up, but you don't stop need this. going down or, or, or just be flat. I, I, I want to be looking at these stocks either because I think you got a lot of people stuck on them. But so if they just stop going down, I think that's good or it's stabilized. I think they'll grind. I, I think the, these gonna be stocks grind will grind. And go I don't back. think there's a reason to chase. I'm not saying come and buy upstart at 35 when it was 25 mm -hmm. two days ago. I'm saying on dips now. I think those lows might hold. I think the ARKK low could hold for a bit. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think. $70 a month ago, it got cut in half in a month. I mean, what do you want, capitulatory sellers? 70 to 35. It's been beat up a lot. Can it go to lower? I've said, I thought, you know, it could go to as low as 10 bucks long term. So I'm not definitely not investing in ARKK. I said this one was 100, by the way, as well. Um, but. You know, is it oversold? Absolutely. Was there a technical bounce yesterday? Absolutely. Did we squeeze a few shorts? Do we look like we had some capitulatory selling? I think so. So that's why on a pullback here, I'd buy some of the ARC names for trades. 
leaning on those lows. Okay, okay. If you're feeling like this is the the bottom, um, what? Oh, I wonder how you feel about a growth name like Affirm. We got the earnings, guys. Affirm holding here. Q3 EPS at 19 cent loss. Beat the 54 cent loss estimate. Sales were at 354.76 million, beating the 344.03 million estimate there. How are you feeling about Affirm today then? Um, I will say if Affirm reported these results last week, it would not be up 38% on these numbers. But you squeezed the shorts already on a firm into the report. It had the rally ahead of it. And now you're going to squeeze them even more. And unbelievably, this stock has almost doubled since this time yesterday morning. That's unbelievable. From $13 to $25. So am I buying it at $25? Heck no. Heck no. It just doubled in, in, in 24 hours. Yeah, so, you know, you can say, oh, it was 40 or 50 or 60, but stop thinking about where stocks were and stop start thinking about where they just came from. The stock just doubled. So I'd ring the register on that. I mean, it's up 100%. If you were lucky enough by this at 14, it's 24 a day later. You, you, to Joel saying, don't look that gift horse in the mouth, you shove that thing down the horse's throat. But there's other stocks that, you know, this is giving me confirmation a little bit more that my theory that we bought them yesterday at 945 might be true. What you want to see, I mean, it's, uh, you know, with something like um, a firm here, you know, you rally up more a couple days, you know, the, the you know, the enthusiasm, maybe you make a high, and I'm just going theoretical here, maybe you go to 30. I, I like, I, I don't know. I have, I'm just using this as a, sure, uh, sure. as a, as a learning lesson. Okay. So you go, you went from what, uh, 14 to 30. You know, sixteen point move, eight. You know, maybe you know that it, you know things calm down. Maybe we have a bad number, a bad day in the market, and the thing gives you a pullback, right? And then maybe fifty percent, or or you know, three eight two, there if you, you want to get into the there other fib numbers. And then you hold, you hold that for like a day or two, because what's going to happen now is the big money is like they, it was free, it was so easy yesterday. They wanted to buy seven million under fifteen, right? Oh, it was easy, man. This is traded 1364. I'm going to bring this in at 13 and 12 and 12 and a half, 10 maybe, but then it flips. So now they got to they readjust. Now they're not going to be able to get their 7 million shares at 15. Where do I step up? I don't want to step up on the open and buy it up, you know, eight, six, seven bucks. So there's a lot of different things, but hopefully you get a little bit of a, a rally, a little topping period, and then a little bit of a pullback. So that's what I'd be looking at. I think at you think about the 50%. I think that's a good call. Like some of these moves, think about the 50% retracement from the low of yesterday, pulling back in. That's a not, that's an opportunity to strike. We love our FIBs, you know, support resistance trends and 50% retracements. That's what we're into on this show. No golden and, 61.8? Yeah, no, thank you. It's 50% <laughs> for sure. So, I mean, I think you think about that on some of these names. And, you know, and, and a lot of these names, you know, we can just fly through some of them. Like, you know, Carvana, ridiculous rally. Oh, like crazy geez. rally. Coinbase, Unity, Roblox, Square, Bros. Bros came back, buddy. Bros bounced off that one nicely. The bros, bros, man. The Bros. It's horrible earnings. It's up. The bros was trying. It was on up, but it was trying. Roku, what a rally in Roku. Look at that reversal yeah. yesterday. Hey. 75 to 90. 24 that hours is. later. That's that's a sign. It got a few short squares. There, there'd be a few people. If they were short that stock, 
I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> now, if let's say for some reason we get a little bit of mixed signals out here, like maybe some dash for trash coming on down here, but some leadership rallying on up, let's say Apple up 5% or something like that. Would you still be feeling as confident um, for a, a kind of a bottoming action? Well, yeah, that would make me more confident. I don't even okay. know if you need that on these names. So I want to be clear. I wasn't calling an overall bottom on SPY either. I was calling it on the growthy tech names. Um, so again, because this all started with growth, mm -hmm. it's going to end with growth. Like that is the one thing. But that it didn't It start with, you know, Apple made new highs in November, well after the February topping and growth. So I think the growth names are just massively oversold. And I think they were due for a bounce. I think you got that technical bounce. And I think I think you you have some of these lows that potentially might be in. But so, um let's look under the hood and yeah. check out hood here. Um yeah, hood, oh yeah, Robin Hood. Let's go. Let's check this one on out. Uh Robin Hood markets are trading, uh the shares are trading higher after 13D filing showed Samuel Bankman uh founder and CEO of FTX crypto exchange disclosed a seven point six uh, percent stake in the company here and uh hood getting a little bit of a lift today wow so up 23 percent. you get the act you know perfect timing for this filing to drop because you had oh, you know perfect. obviously Absolutely. a name that's been beaten right up fits right into the whole kathy theme i think it's a kathy name even bounced off the lows significantly and then you get a positive headline which will really squeeze the shorts and they got this if this headline came out a week ago it would not be up 23 percent. but because we've just been squeezing yesterday now you're really squeezing them here today so 23 percent, ten dollars and 53 cents up significantly here it's a nice pop again now it's hard to chase though man i mean the stock put it in perspective was seven dollars and 71 cents yesterday morning so you're talking about a stock that's up 50%, basically, or 45%. My mask. Yeah, right, right around there. 45, yeah. 50% in a matter of one day. So this is almost a ring the register if you bought it yesterday, if you got lucky enough to time those. But would I buy pullbacks on Robinhood now? Yeah, maybe I'd be interested in the 50%. Maybe it gets forgotten. Maybe it pulls back to that 9,950 area. Maybe then you strike and you lean on those lows. Um, definitely keep on for watching. this one i'll go I'll just go technical a little bit on it they got really excited here in the after hours trading they took it up to 1170 uh but i'll just you know if you're looking for a target today it could very well go back to 1170 i'm not gonna say it's impossible but i'm just looking at this like 11 dollar area here and there's like three highs there so the fact that, you know, you've backed off from the pre-market high, you're getting a reset here at 1054. You don't know what kind of optionality is going to, you know, play in this today too. Um, so if it, if it doesn't get back up to 11 and take out 11, make a challenge for that pre-market high, I'd be worried about it, you know, more of a chance, you know, rolling over and coming back down. Are we going to fill the gap at the top of yesterday's range at 883? Well, not unless the S&P is going to take out yesterday's low. So that's the way I'd be approaching the hood. All we were right, talking about so. someone buying it, but, you know, or taking a stake. I mean, good move. I mean, I think guys that could happen. I, I just don't know. <laughs> like I was saying before, I could go down to five and get bought out at eight. And you'll be like, well, that sucks. I do think at <laughs> yeah. a certain price, Robin Hood could get bought. But again, they're going to struggle here. You are in a retail environment. The retail traders have been rocked because they're in a lot of similar names. 
probably some you know you could see the accounts just like coinbase you could see some of these accounts actually you know growth slowing or even potentially accounts closing which is a scary thought but i mean we've punished a lot of new traders you know that were just buying every dip and being rewarded for it and those you know it's gonna hit robin hood in the bottom line and that's a scary thought it's definitely something we can talk about i know it's friday and i know a lot of people are going to be watching some option action out there let's go ahead let's bring on our guest here uh cc lagathor let's go ahead let's bring him on here you guys might know him co-founder at options ai joins us all the time and excited to go ahead and see what you're seeing out there in the option game right now did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. How's it going? Good to see you guys. Good to see you, CC. Uh, uh, the first question I, I have for you is, you know, we, we were talking earlier in the show about like capitulation and, you know, you can see it in stocks and, you know, you follow the options order flow, you know, much more than, than I do. Is it, you know, is there, is there something that, that you, can you see that in the options markets? You see huge spikes in volume or is that something more that you just, you know, that is easier to spot uh, by the eye in stocks? Yeah, it's funny because you hear whenever you have markets like this, right? You hear a million people talking about the VIX all day long. And that it gets butchered a little bit the way people talk about that. Um, I think people are so used to those sort of like real quick sell offs and reversals in the market where they see the VIX do like some crazy spike intraday and all. And you don't necessarily need to see that for a capitulation in a market like this. I mean, this market has been relentlessly selling off pretty much every day, right? Um, and it's kind of a boring sell-off in some ways, right? You know, I mean, it, within individual names, it's been exciting. There's been some huge, you know, pukes on earnings and things the last couple of weeks. But the market itself, it's like, oh, you know, it's down another 5% this week. It was down, you know, 3% today. Those are the types of moves we're seeing. And in that case, it's like options pricing in the VIX kind of has it right right now, right? So I think in some of these big moves down lower, you know, where you'll see like the NASDAQ down 5% intraday, you know, you'll see the VIX up near 36 or something. 
Uh, and then the, you know, the market sort of, you know, finds some buyers yesterday, mid midday or in the morning, and, you know, you see the VIX 30, it's kind of pricing right. And so you could see a, a capitulation <clears throat> for this type of market without a VIX spike to 50, right? Now that could happen, um, but it would be, you know, that sort of classic thing everybody's waiting for. Like, I, I've never seen so many people like, all on the same page bearishness yeah. a few days ago, right? Yeah. So everybody was like, oh, this is going to keep going down and it's got farther to go. And then we're going to see some big, you know, uh, panic sell. And then that's going to be the bottom. And that's when you buy it. And it's like, if everybody's on the same page, it tends to not work out that way, right? And, and if you look, I mean, there's been panic. It's just been organized panic every All single right. day. I mean, when you look at the carnage, and sometimes you just got to look at carnage, like a Coinbase is the best example. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was a $150 stock two right. weeks ago. Yeah. It went to 40 <laughs> I mean, that sounds a little bit like uh capitulatory selling when a stock falls you know 70 percent in two weeks well and that's a great point because you know i think you all said it earlier in the show these stocks have been selling off for like six nine months some of these stocks oh, right? yeah. and so that was if you're looking for a capitulation low in coinbase it was like selling off for six months and then it did that right so you are seeing those sort of classic examples and then, you know, you all were mentioning like the, you know, the big, the big cap growth names, you know, I guess like Amazon and all like that, everybody's staring at Amazon in like 2000, right? And I think it got down yesterday, maybe like 2050, right? Now you have to remember like Amazon and Google are about to do a 20 for one split, right? So if that's like a, that's a hundred dollar Amazon print almost yesterday. Wow, right? That's a great point. Yeah. And so, I mean, you tell me like you would want to, if you had a shot at Amazon at, you know, at its basically it's pre pandemic levels. Yeah, and Amazon's, yeah. Amazon's a fascinating one to me because it got hit so hard after their last earnings. And it's like, all right, well, the slowdown post pandemic, but you're going to give up the entire pandemic like gains of Amazon. You're telling me that Amazon didn't like, it, it, it didn't it didn't build a bigger moat during the pandemic that's permanent so that kind of stuff is like you know i mean i don't i'm sort of with you guys like i don't know how far this goes if there's a recession you know there might be lower much lower lows like we have no idea right right but just looking from you know and as a trader like a shorter term view and all you don't necessarily need to see those classic signs there's signs like if you look a little deeper there's signs there right now we could all be you know crazy and the next week the market's down another 10 percent. i mean you have no clue but those uh that sort of classic oh the vix has to be 60 that kind of happens on those it's a different type of sell-off sometimes where yeah. you just get this like uh headline the markets puke you get that capitulation and then they go but this is like everybody waiting on a recession type sell-off right it's very different it's very orderly and, and so, there's some of this recession, you know, we've had some significant damage, NASDAQ down 30%, S&P kissing down 20%. I mean, I don't know if we've priced in a full recession, but we priced in some problems. Oh, yeah. And so, then also think about what, what else is in the S&P, right? So you've got energy names and you've got, right? And so one of the things for the markets to turn around and people to have more confidence, obviously you have interest rates and then, uh, or inflation, I'm sorry. And then you have... Um, you know, like oil prices, oil and gas prices, right? And so that's all in the market, right? Those stocks are doing quite well. 
And, you know, so you're going to see it might get muddled, right? Like, because you might see energy come down and growth go up. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not like, um, this is a very different type of sell-off where it's been quite orderly. And it's, it's almost like options have a, a slightly more difficult time pricing those kinds of moves, just like options. If you have a slow and steady march higher in the market, options just, they, like options market makers like throw in the towel because the market's moving enough to that the options are properly priced, but you're just getting crushed on decay, right? And yeah. so the same thing can happen to some extent on the way down. Whereas if the market's going down, you know, right now options are pricing about, let's say a three and a half percent move every week in the queues, let's say. Um, today I looked, you know, I think, what are the queues up pre-market? Like two or uh, two something? Uh, uh, 2% right on. 2%. I think options were pricing more than that just for today, right? Yeah, like crazy. Over 2% moves. Yeah. So options are already pricing these kinds of moves. And on that slow, steady, you know, march down, it's like it, it you, like market makers are not going to get caught holding the bag with a 50 VIX when the market reverses and they get like pummeled with options sold to them because then they're screwed, right? So it's sort of like, it, you know, it, I don't see, we could still see that, but I don't necessarily think you need to see those classic signs that everybody's talking about. I think uh, we got a question here. I think it kind of fits in well with what you're talking about. Uh, in that the options, a lot of them have, have uh, mar uh, fell outside market priced in ranges for this week. Um, he's looking for general comments that, you know, will we go back into those ranges? Is that is that kind of the way that the options are priced? Does it take a little bit more time? Because there was a huge reset. So could you talk about that moving forward? Yeah, I assume what he's talking about is like out of the money, maybe out of the money calls or something. Uh -huh. So you can look at... Um, you know, you can look at the options prices and we've talked about this before, like, you know, using expected move. And I think that should be the center of most options traders universe, because it's essentially translating all of those Greeks and Vol and, you know, all of that into something like an actual trader can use. And if you look at those expected move levels, I, my guess is if you go through a bunch of charts, you're talking about some of those like uh, FIB, you know, levels and stuff that you're talking about, right? So where you would want to catch one that has made a slight. So first of all, use the expected move as a gut check, right? So if you own if you own a bunch of out of the money calls that have some value, and now they're like really far out of the money, and they still have some value left in them, use the expected move as a gut check, and be like, is the, does the options market even think that these have a possibility? Because if the options market is way under those levels, then you should you know, maybe think about adjusting that position, right? Because I really doubt we're just going to rip straight higher, right? Like nobody thinks that. No. So the, so that's one way to do it. And then from a, you know, a new trade perspective, that's also a great, um, you know, look for an opportunity where maybe the options have underpriced the potential for this to fill in 50% of its, you know, you know, gap down lower from the last couple of weeks. And if options are underpricing that move, then that's a really interesting opportunity if you do think that you know there's a potential for a bounce here in the next couple of days or week you know 
when uh, when there's a lot of talk about you know these big option trades and these whale trades, what are the whales doing? I mean, I've always and I think Dennis kind of agrees with me on this. We kind of look like, well, what are they doing? You know, if it's if it's a big uh, call buy, you know, were they short the calls? Are they doing it with a hedge or something else? I mean, how do you view these uh, old? I mean, you see it just constantly a whale trade, option trader spent this amount of money. How, right. how do you interpret those trades? With a massive grain of salt. And so you have no idea. Um, you know, some are pretty obvious. You're like, you know, you'll see a big headline about some option, big trade like that. And you're like, that's clearly a hedge or that's clearly against something. Sometimes, um, you know, it's literally against, you can see some big position in another month. It's a roll. It's, you know, like it's something that happened very normally at a hedge fund or a big, you know, a big institution. Other times it can just be straight up. Like if there's like a biotech name about to report, you know, like uh, a trial or something and you see something, some crazy print. That that might be worth checking into. We when I used to be when I was a market maker, we literally in certain names, you know, particularly like I don't think I ever made money trading making markets in like a biotech stock, right? They're impossible. <laughs> They're so They're bad. Impossible yeah. to price, right? Yeah. So you can, how do you price something that does nothing? It's almost like those spacs, you know, like at ten dollars and then they go to fifty. It's like it's impossible to price as an options market maker because you don't know when that's going to happen. And so you basically have to price options in a way that you don't get sold premium and just choke on it for six months. But then you can't low it, have it low enough that like if the stock goes $20, then, you know, you're basically you've lost your house. So that's the sort of the same, you know, thinking is like if I see if I see the type of name like a biotech stock or something that could have massive news and I see that kind of well print that gets my <clears throat> that gets my antennae up. But if I see, you know, somebody buys, they, you always see this, right? Like in the VIX options or like SPY and they'll be like, oh, somebody bought a million, you know, VIX 60 calls. They must know something. And it's like, no, they have a massive portfolio that if volatility did that, they like their hedge fund would go under. You know? <laughs> there you go. And, <laughs> and so you have to be like, yeah. So massive grain of salt. I think it really depends on the name. If I see some, you know, like for instance, uh, like if you saw a huge Twitter trade at this point, you know, like if Musk is tweeting this, imagine what he's talking about, like with his buddies and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true too. So like if you saw something like that, if you saw it in a biotech, if you saw something like that, but if I see something in Spy or VIX or even like, you know, a big, uh, you know, Fang name or something, I'm like, I don't even pay attention. All right. Uh, that's another question here coming from the chat. Uh, and this is something we've talked about. Um, large open interest or, or large volume in a strike uh, when it's 10 or 10 or uh, 20 percent for its current price. Is that just more of a hedge? Is it uh, we kind of talk about those kind of acting as magnets? Uh, any comments well, on that? I think it also depends on the name. <clears throat> I think those things are very important. And you're seeing more retail traders start to pay attention to you know open interest and where it's like all you know within the stock i think that everybody got introduced to short gamma during the you know GameStop and uh, and all those furies this is i think the next level of things that are pretty interesting within the market and you see people in equities talk about the levels where all the volume happened right and you can sort of <clears throat> say oh a bunch of shares traded changed hands on this level 
options can do the same thing. And then they have the added benefit of uh, being somewhat self-fulfilling at those levels, right? So in this particular question, if you see a huge amount of open interest, like pretty far out of the money, I mean, that could just be that the stock has moved. And that used to be a really sexy level for, you know, options. But you'll see this in, you know, we were talking about Amazon earlier, uh, that 2000 level, like I don't have it up, but I guarantee you there's a ton of open interest on that 2000 level. And what that can mean is it's very similar to the, like if a bunch of, you know, stock had changed hands at that 2000 level in the past, the options work the same way. The stock could get down there and it could see a massive amount of, you know, there might be a ton of, of people that own puts down at 2000 and they become buyers of stock basically at 1999, right? Because all of those puts go into the money. So those are very interesting things to look at. Like if you see those big, and you can see it, like even, you know, just scanning a chain, you can see those big uh, open interest levels. They tend to be, if it's in a heavily traded retail name, they tend to just be the sexy big number levels, right? So you'll see that in Tesla, like a thousand or Tesla 900 and 800 and 700. You see it on the big round numbers. Um, and a lot of times they're people, if it's to the upside, a lot of times it's the people that own the stock selling calls against their stock. Uh -huh. To the downside, a lot of times it's put, you know, people own puts against stock. And then, you know, they become, those become levels that become self-fulfilling. Stocks tend to, you know, huddle around there when they get close to it and pin in some cases. And I think we've talked about pinning what that is. It's basically, you know, picture that 2000 level on Amazon. If that stock got down near there, uh, going into like an expiration Friday, like for this month, you would see every time it went down below 2000, you see a bunch of stock buyers. And every time it went back above 2000, you see a bunch of stock sellers. And it slowly like pins to that uh, level because you have buyers and sellers from all of the the, the gamma changing into hard deltas that, that people will need to buy or sell. So those levels, I, I love looking at those. And, you know, again, there's no certainty at what you're looking at. Right. Like you could see big open interest and it could just be some weird spread that you have yet to find the other side of. But I like looking at those. And I think that's sort of next level options trading, especially for equity traders. Like if they're looking into the options market to figure out some some tricks on, you know, what they're doing on the equity side, that's a good place to start. I mean, I, I do that. I'm not an options trader, but if I've got, you know, a smaller cap stock for whatever reason, oh, I'm yeah. like, I'll go look sometimes just at the open interest quickly just to see, hey, is there some level here where yeah. it's going to stall out? Because it's amazing. Like, you know, you get this big, you know, set. that's why a lot of times the five, the 750, the 10, it's not coincidence that they stall out there. It's, you know, that's where the options open interest is going to pull it to exactly. or potentially reject it. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the, the good way to think about, like to translate what you just said is basically all of those options turn into stock at that level, essentially, like as a good, you know, cheat code in your head. And it's like, there is, there's thin buying all the way down here, or there's thin selling all the way up here. And then it gets heavy at this level, because there's a lot of people that suddenly entered the game at that strike, you know? All right, Cece, before you get on out of here, quickly tell everybody if they haven't heard about Options AI, what it is and how they can oh, yeah. check so it out. Options AI is a you know an online brokerage platform. Obviously, um, you know, we specialize in options, but you can buy stock uh, commission free. On the options side, it's uh, $5 any trade, any size. So that means no per contract fees compared to the other places. 
And the center of the options AI universe is we specialize in multi-leg options trades and we do it in a visual manner. So you can, you know, for equity traders looking to, you know, get beyond just buying calls and buying puts, you know, you can see it visually, you can see where it lines up on the charts, you can trade options technically, and, you know, you can be doing um, multi-leg trades anywhere from like buying a call spread and not wasting money on a call with the VIX 30 or selling, you know, credit put spreads, selling to the bears, um, and all the way to trading any market and being neutral, you know, like selling iron condors, things like that. So, you know, it's very visual and uh, it's options focused, but, you know, it's a, you can trade stocks too. Yeah, I love the graphical approach. Definitely check it on out, guys. CC Lagather, the co-founder of Options AI. Thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, yeah. Great to see you guys. Great. Thanks, CC. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we got a question here about nice. uh, the levels, um, how to look up the options levels. It really depends mm -hmm. on your platform. Yeah, um, it's really that's easy. why I mentioned it. Go check out Options AI. You know, yeah. At the end no, of the no, day, but he's talking about. I think what they were talking about was like the open option, like mm -hmm. the open interest. Yeah. Uh, so it really, uh, you know, it really depends on the platform that you're on. Uh, continuing to grind higher here, up fifty nine yeah. handles yeah. at eighty six fifty. As yeah. as I mentioned here, uh, we're getting in, time. we're getting in the area of Monday's close. That's all I can really give you, folks. Up here is the close. Closes. Monday's close was 36 or 39.8750. And then Tuesday's close was 39.9675. So we're just grinding our way back to, uh, you know, from the closes for earlier in the week. No daily highs to to book here, folks. Now, I, can't, I can't give you one. I, the only one I can give you is 40.50. And believe it or not, that was Wednesday's high. They wanted to know what stocks that I bought yesterday for my long-term portfolio, yeah, and I can give you those if you this. want those quickly. Why you um, why you give away all the good stuff, Triple D? The gold, the gold. <laughs> well, it's it's my long-term stuff. This isn't you know trades. This is not you know I have all kinds of trades on. This isn't stuff I'm intending to sell, so I can I freely talk about this. This is stuck in my long-term portfolio <laughs> here. So I, I I brought my long-term cash component down from around fifty-one or 50, around fifty down to about 42 yesterday so i think i bought six stocks total um i added to a couple of the stocks so a couple of these are the same names i add to my virtue v-i-r-t virtue financial i mean it's been just murdered along with robin hood probably because as retail suffers virtue obviously benefits from payment for order flow relationships that might mean less volume coming through robin hood for them so i think you're seeing some justification but i just look at virtue great run company obviously high frequency trading firm good dividend i've played the stock before i started buying it after the earnings report around 29 i've added a couple of times um i added some more to that yesterday just because i feel like you know and obviously catching the falling knife here which isn't something you want to do for a trade but for a long-term investment i feel like there's some value here so i feel like it's a cheap stock um also i added a little bit more to back to my Netflix position, which obviously I'm bag holding in my wife's account. Well, she's she I she added a little bit more yesterday because I'm looking at she it. Did. She she added whether she liked it or not. She added a little bit more. I brought my cost basis down significantly in Netflix yesterday. Um, just I'm looking at the things like I still believe in Reed Hastings. I still think people are going to be streaming. I still think they're coming up with good stuff. I don't think Netflix is a zero, and it actually makes some money. It's turned almost from this growthy nosebleed valuation stock 
into value and maybe it's a value trap because maybe the earnings going to go down everybody's going to cancel the netflix and they're going to go on to other stuff but i tell you i like watching netflix better than disney plus i like watching netflix better than amazon prime i like netflix man so i'm like you know what at, at 17 times 18 times earnings here it's getting cheap so you know could the earnings come down and then you know obviously it doesn't look as you know like it's 17 times that could happen but I'm taking a shot that I think you know the Netflix selling is is overdone. So I added to that. Okay. And I'm gonna, I'm up, I, I, I'm I'm gonna nibble. Ads. I think I'm gonna nibble. I know you you already did, yeah. but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard look at Amazon here. Um, okay. Just to, and know, I added just, that three days ago. Yeah. Too early. Uh, just okay. the fact that um, you know I was say I was looking at it uh, you know, on the charts this morning, and then um, and then you know CC mentioned it. Um, also, I was like super bullish at like thirty five hundred. I thought I was breaking out, going to four thousand, but I decided to hold off. Um, so I'm getting a, a thirteen hundred point discount to where I originally wanted to uh, start building a position. Um, also, Triple D. I just you know uh, just want to talk about Disney for a second. Sure. Um, you know, we had that little discussion on it, and I mean that hundred dollar level. You know, uh, I mean that is. That I think a lot of people were waiting for that for a long time, and I don't think the institutions, you know, maybe you know, got all that they wanted. So now you got to figure out, you know, where you know where is the next area that they're gonna they're gonna step up to. So um, I just well, want to uh, mention those two stocks. I will mention for your Amazon, uh, if you take a look at the fib retracement from the bottom, there fifty percent goes right to that two thousand. Oh, just kind of eh? mentioning that. So uh, from from where where were you drawing from birth? From, no, <laughs> maybe no, from birth. I, I did it. I did it from uh, twenty fifteen here from the trend run, and so I'm looking for sideways action when it actually starts trending on up here. And so th- this would, to me, would have been the trend here. Um, this this okay. long trend that we just broke out from. Um, and then now we're retracing there exactly 50% is around 2000. So uh, I, I, I like this and that I, I'm looking at it. I, I, I've I, never I seen Amazon trend down. So uh, in that case, it also is, is interesting for me, especially long term, right? I mean, um, is there long term. This is all long term talk. Yeah. Yeah, long term, I'm even thinking about it too, and I'm even thinking about uh, I'm talking to the investment committee about DraftKings, but <laughs> we'll oh, see what man, happens there. Yeah. I've got oh, so so I'm only can talk. I'm not going to talk on the trading side of it. I have some crazy stuff. Some of these like nosebleed names, some of these higher value on the trade side, long right now. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about those because I want to freely. I free. So I, I'm not one that's going to come on and say, "Oh, I bought this and then sell." You know, so I'm talking about my long-term investment portfolio because i don't intend to sell these stocks i intend to sell potentially some of those you know nosebleed you know valuation stocks in the next day or two if these rallies continue so i don't want to talk about those names but i'm talking about the stuff that i stuck in my long-term portfolio so i also stuck in this one i was like nah, you know what it's it's just giving me some exposure to a to the theme but i put norwegian cruise lines in and clh um i'm looking at it i'm looking at it from this perspective this thing is back almost, you know, to its COVID lows. That's true. And I'm like, are we in better shape on Norwegian cruise lines than we were when we were in a full-on pandemic? I think so. I would think so, too. I think so. It was $33. It's back. I bought it yesterday right around 15, like low 15. So I'm not up much. This didn't really bounce much. It's up a little bit here this morning. But I'm just saying these things have been beat up. People were chasing the airlines and the cruise lines literally a month ago. 
because we're all going and now everything's been thrown out. I think these are like throw the baby out with the bathwater because I think people are still going to do stuff. Even in a recession, people want to go and still do things though. I, I mean, you know, if you go into a recession, yeah, there's going to be people cancel their trips and that's not good for an RCL or NCLH. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that haven't done anything for a long time. I would love to go on a cruise. I would love to go to Disney. I'd like, like to do this stuff again. And I think as we continue to get past the pandemic, this stuff still stays somewhat in favor. It's why I like Disney as well. It's why the parks are killing it. So I, I that's why. So I think the cruise lines, pick your poison, RCL, CCL, NCLH. Long term, I don't think these are zeros. You know, are they, you know, cash flowing businesses killing it right now? No, but I think they could get back, you know, to some of those, not maybe to the pre-pandemic levels. But, you know, we're not talking about NCLH anymore as a $60 stock. Hey, it's upside interrupted, Dennis. It's 9 o'clock. I got to hop off. Go, I got uh, I got Sean uh, Udall waiting Ooh. for me to uh, on pre-market prep. Plus, hey. I opened it up. He's going he's gonna to give us uh, some of his picks and take a look at the market. And uh, also, what? He's a big DraftKings fan. Can you ask him for me? Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I'm going to beat him up a little bit about that. But uh, also, uh, just, just a little bit more, more bragging. Um, if y'all, I, I know you guys probably don't read newspapers, but, uh, if y'all get a chance to, uh, take a look at the Washington post today, uh, front and center, take a look at the, the picture in the article and, uh, see if you, uh, see if you recognize the name. So, all right, I'm out of here. Triple D I'll be catching up with you later on. Okay. Okay. So quickly, if you want to know the other two stocks I bought, I just got to look and try to remember you, them. because I, so I have so many things there. I, I, I rebought the take two that I sold. Um, I sold take I sold the majority of my take two up at $165. It's back down to 100 bucks. This is okay. where I originally had it before COVID started. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting it back. So I'm back in my take two TTW. I okay. also like the EA earnings from the other day. I like the reaction to it. I like that I held on. I think take two is still best of breed. So yeah. a little more expensive on a PE basis, but um, I like take two. So I added that one in the portfolio. I added Micron recently. We knew that one already. I'm just trying to okay. look through and what was the other one I added? Um, oh, Coles. I added Coles back Coles. in. Yeah, I added Coles back in. And simple reason, the deal's off the table apparently, but it's come all the way back down. The stock has a 4.17% dividend. It's not like in a recession people are going to stop wearing clothes. They probably go to Coles more in a recession because the stuff's dirt cheap in there. So I think Kohl's actually can perform well even if we do go into a recession. And there's still that opportunity that maybe a deal comes back. You know, maybe somebody comes back and says, okay, yeah, maybe we will do a deal here. So, I mean, it's no deal right now. It's filled all the way back from where it was prior to the no deal. So I'm getting it back at that nice support level, 45, 46. So I put some holes in there too. Hey, at least I can see the levels that you're going off of. And that's one thing I can, you can see. Kind of see what I, you can kind of see I had like a, a, a method behind the madness here. Exactly. If you will. Maybe I would get killed. I mean, every time I've put something in the long-term portfolio in the last six okay. months, it's went down. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so all you can do is have a method, salt. right? You know, I, I'm not on margin. I can hold on for a long time. These are not trades. Stuck these in the long-term investment portfolio. If the, the thesis changes, will I get out of these things? Yeah, if there's, you know, the thesis changes. But I typically hold on to this stuff for much more than a day. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And there needs to be a method to the madness. That's what I would say. Um, and, and if you're going to go take shots and like always stick to some kind of method, have some kind of thing. You saw Dennis today. He said, yes, looking at the bottom. But at the same time, I know what my out is on the downside. And very, very On the trade important. side of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. On the trade very, side. Very, very so important. All these nosebleed names that I've put on, you know, on the trade side, if we make new lows on any of these things, 
I'm going to be out of those. Like, so, so if I'm buying and, and I don't really have a, have a lot of swing trades, most of it's overnight stuff, but if I'm going to look and, you know, do 50%, I'd absolutely like on a unity or something, I'd have to lean on the low of the move, you know, from a trading perspective, if you're buying the pullback and let's just say hypothetically unity gives you a 50% retracement over the next few days, like maybe down to 33 and you take a shot, got to stop yourself out. Cause when stocks are making new lows, you got to go. We'll see what happens there. Dennis, thank you, like always, for your opinion and coming on, like always. I hope you have a great weekend, too. Thanks, it's Friday the 13th. Well. So the Oilers, Saturday there. night, game seven. Friday the 13th. I'm going to be happy or really upset on Monday morning. We'll see if it's a lucky or unlucky kind of day. We'll see what happens on out there. Thank there you, you, Dennis, go. like always. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap on up, get you guys over to live trading. Yes, we have a great show for you guys on live trading. We're going to go all the way until 12 Eastern time, guys. Yes, I said it. So I'm going to please need you guys to hit a like on here before we go on to live trading because, uh, you know, I've been working hard for my man Spencer Israel. He's in Vegas getting ready for the FinTwit conference. That's going to start at 12 p.m. Eastern today. Do not miss that, guys. If you guys want to learn a lot about trading, today is the day. Do not miss out. That's going to start at 12 p.m. Eastern. Going to go all the way, I think, until 7 p.m. All the way. So bring out the books. Bring out the study material. Have the notes ready because there's going to be a lot of lessons given today. You guys will be able to learn right here on Benzinga. Let's go ahead and just bring you guys over to live trading. And then we'll get into, I got an interview today, later today. We'll have an expert on live trading. We got a lot going on, guys. Hit the like for me, and we'll see you guys right over. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.